Hi. Hello. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And you're listening to What's on Your Mind, the podcast. Yes. By me, Moonbear Travel. And you. Gosh, this is getting worse every week. <laughs> <laughs> By Moonbear Travel. That's us. That's me and you together. And me and you. Hey, guys. And you and me. This is getting <laughs> hello happy tuesday for us and probably thursday or friday for all of you oh yeah how is your week going guys great i hope oh, i was giving them i was giving them time <laughs> to reply it's like when you watch dora the explorer and she's like yeah, right. where's swiper what <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah Tuesday. Feels like Wednesday. Feels like later in the week. Actually, it felt to me a bit like Monday. Mm. Yeah, so, you had a bad day today. Uh, yeah. Actually, the day itself was fine. Started off. I just had a, a bad start. Yeah. Yeah, just had a bad start. Yeah, we all have those days. Everybody so, has those days. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. Name the singer. Oh, no. Hannah Montana. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to go for like Sesame Street or something. I'm proud of you that you didn't know the answer to oh, that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we all have those days, sometimes more often than others and sometimes less often than others. And it's okay. And just you can do it. Talk to somebody or journal, do whatever you do to make yourself feel better. Yes. I always like the phrase, this too shall pass. I like that. I always like the phrase, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it is not it yet is, the end. Yeah, that's a nice one. I I think that's attributed to Oscar Wilde, but I know it from um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which I know he's supposed to be quoting someone. So I'm uh -huh. assuming it's Oscar Wilde. Yeah. But anyway, tomorrow's Wednesday and that's slightly more positive news. Yeah. Still not the end of the week, but... <laughs> Almost there, halfway yeah. there. Although um, when you're listening to this, it will be the end of the week. Yay! Yay! Congratulations to you. You made it through another work week. And on also brighter news, I have a really good story today. You do? Yeah. Cool. Do you have a good story? I, I think don't... I have a decent story. Yeah. Great. I hope everybody tunes in. Yeah. Should <laughs> I go first or second? Um, If it's that's Go first. The... Go first. Because mine's, yeah. mine's probably more of a chatty one. Okay. That sounds good. But first, what do we need to do? Our very Korean quiz. Bum, bum, bum. Pause and think. <laughs> Once again, I forgot. So I just <laughs> found something right now. Okay. Because I didn't prepare. Why don't I go first this Good. time? Yeah. All right. So today's word of the week is... Snacks. 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 Breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> yes. And one thing I was thinking about for the quiz was what's a popular snack that I like. I started to think of convenience stores. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I mentioned, I don't know where I was recently talking Is this about your quiz? this. Yes. Okay. Milkis. Oh. Why was I talking about oh, that? Oh, you did. Why did you mention Milkis? I can't remember. Well, I'm going to mention it again. Oh, 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 you were on, um, you, okay, okay. Last week, Chris oh, and I. Oh, yes. Last week, Chris and I, yes. uh, that's, uh, he's Chris Travels the World yes. on Instagram. Chris um, BG. Chris BG, yeah. And he also, uh, he's a big part of the Seoul South Korea Travel Guide Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, he basically is the Seoul basically South is, Korea yeah. Travel Guide page. <laughs> and um, some YouTube. of you might have seen, actually, last week I did a live video with him about mm -hmm. Korean food. 
That's why that's you why remember Milk Kiss. I really wanted Hannah and Chris to talk about the worst Korean convenience store snacks. Mm-hmm. And then I started joking about Milk Kiss, which actually isn't the worst. I was just thinking about yeah. snacks. And me and this Korean guy in the comments were like giggling <laughs> about Milk Kiss and people didn't know what we were talking about. You know what? Huh? You don't like it? What? Why are you looking at me? Like I've that? never had it. What? I've never had milk is. <laughs> I've never I've never had it. How? Fizzy milk sounds too weird to me. Oh my god. See, I didn't know it was fizzy. Yeah, well, if you don't know what milk is, <laughs> is it's carbonated milk. I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. So I just drank it. Oh my gosh, you're gonna love it. Am I? Yeah, it's so good. But is it it does not taste like milk okay. at all. It tastes like um it tastes like cream soda. That's oh. basically what it is. Are you serious? Yeah, that's literally what milk I is. I spent all this time not drinking milk. And they have strawberry flavor, mango flavor, banana. The normal milk is the best. I can't believe you've never oh had milk. Oh my goodness. That was like the first Korean drink I ever had. I think before banana milk. You even. know what? <laughs> the first Korean drink I ever had was makgeolli. Nice. Not even soju. <laughs> no. Just straight to the makgeolli drinks. Yes. <laughs> I hated it. I really hated it. Hannah has a new nickname. It's Hanajushi. <laughs> which is basically Ajushi is like an old Korean uncle. And I'm like an old Korean auntie. So I'm Elijuma. So that's what you can call us now. Wow. Okay. We need to do a live on Instagram tomorrow before work. We're going to go to the convenience store and I'm going <laughs> to make you. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you're going to love it. Well, I, was, I, was, I love Milkis. I was going to suggest, why don't we do a live where um, we both try things we've never tried like yeah, from yeah, the yeah. convenience store. That sounds good. Mm. Let's do that. Anyways, my <laughs> quiz question is about Milkis. So Milkis was introduced in 1989. Okay. Um, it was actually made famous by a non-Korean so oh. because of the advertisements, but it wasn't a Korean person who was advertising it. It uh-huh. is a Korean drink. Where do you think this famous actor is from? A, America, B, China, or C, Japan? Oh, um, I'm pausing and thinking. So everyone else can pause and think too. Um, I have two choices in mind. I'm just going to go for... I just did something super bad, but I'll explain after you choose. Okay. Not super bad. My mistake. But anyways, okay, go ahead. Oh, maybe... I feel like maybe I know where they're from. <laughs> I think I just gave away the answer. What do you think? Oh, no, but now if I guess it and I'm wrong, it's so silly. No, okay, they're from what you said. China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I thought he was from Shanghai. I'm sorry. He's from Hong Kong, which I don't consider China. Yeah. um, And I'm sure most of you listening don't. So it wasn't because I thought of Hong Kong as China. I just got his birthplace wrong. Yeah. He's from Hong Kong. Do you know Chow Yun Fat? I know that name. Yeah, Yeah. you know him. He's a super famous Hong Kong actor. He is in Western movies a lot too. Uh He's kind of big, buff guy, bald. He was the one who advertised it. Um, In Korea? Yeah, in Korea. Oh. And he said, 사랑해요, milkisu in Korean. <laughs> I love you, milkis. But his accent is super strong. Okay. So everybody started to make fun of him, uh-huh. like saying it in his accent. But then people talked about it so much that milkis just blew wow. up immediately. The cool. sales went 
soaring and the catchphrase is still like one of the most catchphrases in Korea. So maybe <laughs> if you meet your friends, parents, they'll remember it. Uh-huh. Definitely. I think I'll try and find a YouTube clip of it. When I'm was sure. it? 1989. Okay. So I'll try and find a YouTube clip and put it on our Facebook. I wonder if it was on, um, on by 1988. No. Oh, uh, it rings. Well, a bell, they watch maybe. a bunch of Hong Kong movies with Leslie Chung and Andy Lau, and they stuff. do. But they also play. You see them because they watch TV so much. Right. You see them watching like adverts. Yeah, probably, maybe, uh, maybe it will come up like, and buy YouTube. It. Yeah, probably. Okay. Cool. Fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks. What's your quiz? Okay, my quiz. Which popular Korean snack drink became popular in the 1970s? Milkis. Because, <laughs> because of its perceived luxury and is still popular nowadays. Banana milk. Oh, yeah, sorry. You didn't give them any time to drink. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, it's true. Because so, bananas were incredibly hard to buy. Yeah, they were super and they expensive. Were super expensive. They talked about that even in 1988. They did, yeah. Ten years later, <laughs> yeah. it's still super expensive. Uh-huh. And now it's like $3 for a whole uh-huh. bushel. Yeah. A bushel. A bushel, of a bushel is a probably pack? the whole bunch. They go a, a bunch, bunch of bananas. A bunch of bananas. A bushel a would be the entire, the entire yeah, bushel off the tree. I mean, that would be expensive. But. Yeah. Yeah, Bingare banana milk. Bingare is the most uh, famous brand banana milk it's shaped like a little barrel i think people have probably seen it before yeah they're actually apparently um based off like old korean pots like traditional pots oh it's apparently they why they're shaped that like way them, like kimchi pots yeah oh. but the little the little lip because they have a little mm, lip don't they which yeah. makes them look more like a barrel I'm the right. lip apparently is to stop milk from dripping on the person's face person wow. who's drinking it why do you know all of this uh there's a there's an entire wikipedia article about this milk that makes sense actually yeah, yeah. but i don't huh. i don't get it because you don't drink it i think there's a dent on the inside, on the inside as, as well, well so that when you drink it the the second half of it kind of stops we'll have to check that yeah let's science. check science. banana milk science <laughs> or somebody just put it in a cute plastic bottle that's true apparently they used to make them from styrofoam ew they wanted to distance like themselves from plastic and Is from styrofoam plastic, plastic bottle and glass bottles apparently anyway styrofoam like basically i've got some more information about this <laughs> okay, banana okay, milk okay. come on I'm gonna shut up around eight hundred thousand bottles of banana milk are sold every day <gasps> and in 2014 so six years ago Seven years ago, oh my gosh, seven years ago now, um, over 150 billion won was spent <gasps> only on banana milk in the whole year, 2014. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to drink more banana milk when I lived in England because mm-hmm. I like missed Korea and it mm. like tasted like Korea. So I'm not too surprised because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people abroad mm-hmm. buy banana milk too. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. Do you like banana milk? No, you don't. You never had it? <laughs> I never had it. Because I don't really like banana. Hell no. I don't- <laughs> but it I doesn't d- taste like bananas. I don't really like banana flavored things. You've never even tried it? No. Oh. I've had the strawberry version. I've my. had the vanilla version. I've had the omija version. I've had the, did they do a chocolate version ever? Yeah. Yeah, I've had chocolate the chocolate milk. version. I've never had the, the original banana one. 
Okay, you always talk about how you need to travel more in Korea. You need to like see more outside of Seoul. No, <laughs> you need to try more Korea snacks. Okay. I want to. I can't believe you've never had banana mo. That's like the most famous Korean drink. I know, but see, like I, I'm, I, yeah, no excuses. I like no. I like new things, but I'm also I can't even get it at university. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a total stickler for the things that I know. So like, uh, especially yeah. at home, like at home in, in England, when I wanted something that reminded me of Korea, I drank mm. cider because that's what I liked over here. I love cider. Cider as an alcoholic, but like yeah. Sprite. Chill or, cider. Yeah. In, um, in Korea, cider is like Sprite or lemon lime flavored soda. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's not Sprite. It's an actual it's a little bit sweeter and like softer it's than It's different. Spread, There's not like. as much Plus, lemon taste. It's yeah. yeah, it's softer. It's um sweeter. I like it. It feels lighter. I don't like soda. But I have had it. Mm. I have tried it at least. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna what I have you tried a lot of Korean snacks? I, I think so. Yeah, I feel like you've tried snacks more yeah. so than drinks. I've tried more snacks than drinks. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. There I'm very excited a to lot of the juices. This. A lot of the juices I haven't Milks. tried. A lot of the milks, yeah, I've not tried. Coffees. Although, uh, although when I um, when I first came here, I freaking loved. Um, I think it's the Denmark brand. The Denmark yeah, yeah, brand. Yeah. They you did like a. That one, I they did. Yeah, I do. They did a mint chocolate milk, Ooh. and I loved it so much. Mm, milk flavors so good. are big in Korea. Yeah, for those of you who might not have known. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cool. No milk is and no banana milk. That's crazy. Well, fun. Hmm. Fun quiz. This is starting out good. Yeah. Shall we move on to the stories? Yes. Okay. I'm excited for yours because you messaged yesterday. Yeah. You were like, I've got a good story. I think it's good. <laughs> it's something that I've thought about before. I'll explain why later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never really bothered to do research about this thing. And I've never found it or just came across it naturally okay so i was really surprised when i kind of made a connection and then was able to find stuff about it okay this is very (laughs) yeah vague um why don't we dive into this story yes please so the topic for this week is snacks the way i came about this topic was i was thinking about snacks literal snacks and i thought (laughs) okay well in there Huh? Thinking about snacks? Sitting there, thinking about my snacks. But I don't really eat a, like, I don't really care about modern snacks. So I was like, yeah. I wonder what snacks there were in Chosun. Uh-huh. So then I was like, okay, let's try and do some research. And then there was an advertisement, which maybe you saw, I don't know, for, um, you can tour the palaces in Seoul at night, right? But oh, usually yeah. it involves a show, yeah. and not a dinner, but they give you traditional snacks. Oh, cool. So then I started I started thinking about like the palaces at nighttime and then I started thinking about secret romances. I specifically thought of a painting by a Chosun painter called Shinyinbok called Two Lovers in the Moonlight. Um, because they're like sneaking out by Oh wait, the really famous one. Wait, this one that's on my phone. Oh yes. Yeah. My phone case case is like a cartoon. (laughs) Exactly that one. I love it. Uh Uh-huh. And um I started thinking about that. So I was like, I wonder if there are any really good forbidden oh, love stories. Scandals. I know. Um, and I did find one that's technically from Chosen. Okay. But it's also kind of modern. Okay. So just before 
the colonization. I'll allow it. Okay. I mean, it is still chosen <laughs> by historical standards. Yeah. So this forbidden love takes place in the 1890s in Busan. Oh. I'm going to tell you all about their story. I'm going to tell you about what happened now, like how things are happening now mm. and how it's affected things today mm-hmm. and if there's any resources where people can learn more. So let's hear about this. Get your romance pants on. <laughs> so this forbidden love story, like I said, it's from the 1890s, but it's still really popular among people in Busan. Like every Busan resident knows this story. Okay. And it was actually a forbidden romance between a Korean servant and an Englishman's daughter. Oh. So the reason why I've been interested in this was because a couple of years ago, I went to an exhibition and it was about foreigners who were living in Korea just before Japanese yeah. colonization who had come in with the Kanghua Treaty in Incheon mm. in like the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman's journal and she had said something about Korean men and yeah. being handsome or <laughs> or wanting to look at them more or something. And that really interested me because Korea I was like, do. there had, there had <laughs> to be not just white women. I just yeah. mean interracial romance yeah there were so many chinese immigrants so many japanese immigrants Mm. french german russian like there just had to have been but you just don't really i think there are records of a lot but you just don't really see it anywhere and there was nobody i mean the most famous one was the was the prince i told you about who's married Married to julia american woman right right and they had to get a divorce but yeah anyways so this story Yep. Um, there is actually little evidence that it, I mean, people know it happened. Like, yeah. It's still a story that's been passed down through people in Busan, mm. but there's not been a lot of tangible evidence okay. except for the family histories. But last year, I believe, late last year, they discovered like a gossip column of an American who they think was a missionary oh. where he documented a bunch of stuff. So they were super lucky. And now they have more evidence for this particular couple. That's cool. Is that like, like, Chosun Busan's version of of like Bridgerton. Like what's her name? Lady Whistledown. <laughs> I don't know if we, it was a published gossip column or if it was more like a journal or if okay. it was notes. But yeah. they found notes in his writing. Gossiping about people. Uh, gossiping about these, cool. particularly this family. Okay. So let's go ahead and yeah. learn who they are. Uh-huh. Imagine it's summer 1888 in Busan. Flipping hot, man. Yes. <laughs> a man by the name of John H. Hunt is made the commissioner of the Korean Imperial Customs of Busan. He was incredibly famous. He made huge achievements in his life. He grew harbor facilities, and he moved the port near Mount Yongmi, which is where the Busan port has remained today. Okay. It was the biggest and the first of its kind in Korea at the time. And Mm -hmm. King Gojong even said to John H. Hunt, I don't want to change this landmark but mr hunt persuaded the king so everybody knew this guy he was incredibly successful Mm -hmm. blah 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 he came to korea with his wife whose name is loomis loomis (laughs) l-o-o-m-i-s loomis maximus oh loomis loomis yeah l-o-o-m-i-s loomis (laughs) okay i was thinking loomis like l-u-m-u-s (laughs) 
I was thinking L-U-M-O-S, like Harry Potter. Lumos. Lumos Maximus. <laughs> Lumos and their 11-year-old daughter. Lumos. And her name was Florence. That name's fallen out of fancy. I know. Should we bring it back? Why not? Why the heck not? <laughs> Why not? Okay, everybody. If you have a person in your family named Lumos, we want to know. <laughs> All right. And their 11-year-old daughter, Florence, who you can probably imagine, is the main character in the story. Uh-huh. So at the time, Busan was mostly consisted of Australian and American foreigners, most of them who were working for the port, the customs, mm-hmm. or they were missionaries. Mm. So it took a lot of time for Hunt to find somebody to spend time with his daughter. It was his only child. Yeah. And she needed friends and mm-hmm. she needed a teacher who spoke English. So he finally found a woman um, who became her governess. But they were kind of similar in age, and they were basically described as inseparable, according to this American gossip. Okay. They studied together. They read books together. They would go around Busan together. Everybody knew them, and they were always together, these two girls. Was she Korean? or She was uh, English, or she was Western. Okay. Not Korean. So there were two two English. Two English or Western, Western women. Okay. Yes. Because she needed someone who spoke English. Uh, that's why he kind of okay, took a long yeah, time. Yeah. Um, they were described, oh, Florence, the 11-year-old daughter, was described by the American as sweet and bright and merry, as full of activity as a young fawn and as free. So I feel Aww. I like that. You can really imagine her. I think I think she was described as having blonde hair and was probably just this cute little kid running about my yeah. son. Uh-huh. But in 1892, when Florence turned 16, things changed for the worse for her and her friend. Okay. <laughs> Loomis, yeah, <laughs> Hunt's wife, suspected that her husband and the governess were having an affair. Oh, gross. So she, yeah, I think she she was older. Oh, she was a bit older? Okay. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was still young. Yeah. Like she would have been, I think. Yeah. And so Loomis demanded that the girl was fired. The father refused. The situation grew really tense, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So eventually the governess left. Okay. And Florence was by herself. So her mother was feeling really sorry for her daughter and said, let's send her back to England. She can make friends there. She can go to school. Mm -hmm. She's in a country she's more, you know, familiar Familiar with. with. But her father said, no, I imagine because it's his only daughter. He wants to see her grow up. There are no plans to leave Busan. So after that, there were very few visitors in the Busan Customs Port. And a lot of them weren't there long enough to be her friend. So... She spent a lot of time, yeah, with her family and um, in the house and with the staff. Yeah. Okay. Now, the staff of the house had an interesting description from this American gossip. Uh They were described as, and this is a direct quote, gang of world-tossed, spoon-flecked, loose-lived men of all ages and previous conditions who had slunk away for one reason or another to hide their heads in the sand of the remote customs station. So it sounds like they were all... A band of rabble rousers. Good for nothings. (laughs) (laughs) There might be some truth to this. We don't really know who they were. Um, But one of the staff allegedly took part in a man called Ernest Oppert's infamous raid of 1867, Uh which was an attempt, this is for real, to steal the corpse of the king's grandfather to try and force Korea to open itself to the West. Wow. So one of the servants was suspected to be a part of that. So there's probably some truth that there are some criminals in Whoa. there. Whoa. 
after living 1896. in your house mm-hmm. although he's probably on the same side as the british guy i guess so <laughs> yeah there for protection yeah um after 1896 so four years after the governor left the governess left uh, mm-hmm. there's a very little information that can be found on the social life of foreigners who were living in busan mm-hmm. um there is some information about loomis she was an accomplished pianist florence was apparently very talented with the auto harp as one is in the 1800s yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is some information that they held parties in their home oh um, the biggest record of a party was the british queen's diamond jubilee on June 20th and June 21st in 1897. So mm-hmm. Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the Hunt's yacht and their house was really beautifully decorated. They had huge dinners. There were like 40 servants working there. Mm. There were fireworks set off. Um, an Italian member of the custom staff performed shadow scenes. Florence and her mother performed with their respective instruments. There was a boat race that was held and Hunt came in second place, blah, 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 blah. Second but, place. Yeah. Loser. Loser. <laughs> it's your race, mate. It's Sacrifice. your race. <laughs> but this is probably about the last time that they enjoyed themselves in Korea. Oh. And this is where the romance kind of starts. A few months after the party, Florence disappeared completely. Oh. But she wasn't alone. In One of the 1896, Hunt had hired a 23-year-old Korean houseboy whose name was Kwon Soon Do. They fell in love completely. Oh. And she became pregnant with his child. <gasps> oh. So they knew her father would disapprove. Yeah. So they ran away and they eloped. Oh. Florence was found, quote, direct quote, deserted in the common room of a filthy wayside inn. They were trying to run back to his hometown, I believe. Okay. Which was not in Busan. It was in, um, I don't remember the name. I'll say later. Um, Quan was found. He was convicted and arrested. We don't really know under what purpose. Maybe they described it as like a kidnapping or I don't know. Um, But we know that he was convicted and arrested. So and they ran away and then they found her. They found Quan. They took her back and Quan was put in jail. They found them separately? No, no, no. They were together. They were together. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Well, we don't know exactly, but they ran away together to get eloped. So, right. yes. Um, but unfortunately, a swift transfer request was made by Hunt. And in February of 1988, they were gone. And they never came back to Korea ever again. Wow. So is this the end of a tragic story? But as you'll remember, she was pregnant. Right. So one popular theory, although there's not clear evidence, is that Florence gave birth to a son in Hong Kong. And then Hunt actually supposedly sent money back to have Quan released from prison. Oh. And apparently he sent him back quite a lot of money. The exact amount isn't known, but Quan set up commodities in the port. So for me, if I imagine that's true, Hunt likely felt bad about the situation yeah. and wanted to help him. For the last time. Yeah. Also, he's the father of potentially this guy's grandson. Yeah. Um, Kwan did remarry. He married a Korean woman. He passed away in 1934. But apparently until he died, he always talked about Florence and his son. And after colonization started, he went back to his town of Yangsan. Yangsan. Okay. And this is really interesting. And I really, really want to go there. Now, this town, as far as I know, is basically dead. Like, okay, not That's really like anybody lives there. Okay. But when he moved back, he apparently set up a stone monument saying, Do you know what that means? 
uh, wait. Sekein. Sekein, like a, a citizen of the world? Yeah. Foreigners at that time. Foreigners. Ah, foreigners. Hello, welcome. welcome. Foreigners are welcome oh. here. And it's true. He did. I found it. Yeah? Yeah. I, I know where oh. it is. Um, It's like not on the internet. I had to <laughs> find someone who knew the story and like went to Yangsan and took a picture oh, wow. of it. Um, And yeah, the monument is still there um, by the valley next to the town, which is, like I said, almost deserted. So they were actually going to destroy it and like build stuff and try mm -hmm. to rebuild the city. But somebody who heard about the story managed to protect it. So it's still there. Oh, wow. I really want to go and see it. And you know, he built that for her. Yeah. And his son. Oh, is it true? Well, what we know about Florence is that she was married again yeah. um, with an Englishman in 1905 and that she had returned to England in the summer of 1901. There are records of that. Yeah. There are records that she died in 1952, but there are no records of any kids. So what I feel like might have happened, totally yeah. romanticizing the uh -huh. situation, is that she gave birth to a son in Hong Kong, probably yeah. put him up for adoption and was too heartbroken to have kids again. That's oh. my... Could be, yeah. She might not have been able to have kids, or her husband might not have been able to have kids. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, so, um, I'm like, I know, sad. <laughs> Mister Guan's great granddaughter. Her name is Guan Zhengzha. She's still alive, and she says she remembers the romance because when she was a little girl, she saw a black and white photograph of the couple in her grandfather's album. She described it as Miss Hunt in a lacy dress and a hat was smiling, riding on a horse guided by my great-grandfather. He was wearing a Western-style hairstyle and riding breeches. The two looked so happy in the picture. Oh. The picture no longer exists. They're pretty sure that when he died of pneumonia, they burned everything he owned because of the disease. Okay. Um, so, but that's a pretty clear memory you know wow yeah and yeah that's pretty much all we know so far there was a 40 minute short film made about them oh, and wow. at the time it was made in 2007 or 2004 uh -huh. so, no 2000 early 2000s but at the time they didn't have any record of her name they just knew her from the busan tale uh, that everybody uh -huh. talked about so they just gave her generic english name can you guess what it is <laughs> Something like Mary Smith. Elizabeth. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's called Liz Hunt is the name of the film. Okay. And I thought it was interesting because the director, he's from Busan. Oh, so they knew she was in the Hunt family, but they yeah, didn't know. Yeah, they knew. They just didn't know her, her name, name. Okay. Um, And it's by a Busan director. But I thought what, oh. what was interesting was he used only foreigners who were expats in Busan. Oh, as cool. actors. Oh, nice. Um, so like the principal of the international school was Mr. Hunt uh -huh. and like an English teacher was Florence. Uh -huh. And so I really want to find it, but I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I couldn't find it at all. I do have the director's name, so I might email him and uh -huh. ask him if he'd be willing to sell us. Oh, that'd copy. be cool. Um, but yeah, so that's my story. I've always been curious about interracial romances because we've been in them and yeah. I'm in one now yeah. and I and after I read the story I texted my boyfriend and I said we're so lucky yeah you know we don't have to worry if we had a kid together it's mm. not the end of the world so I really really want to go to Yangsan 
and see that monument. There's nothing Even, else in Yangsan? No, I don't think is, so. Is it what? near anywhere else? Everywhere is near somewhere else. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I was going to say, could we go and like yeah, stop Busan. by on the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Where is Yangsan? Uh, near Busan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like east, northern east coast. I'd have to check exactly, but it's south, further south. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I really want to go. I want to see that. Uh, just, I think that's so nice. I don't Aww. want it to go away. I don't want it to yeah. be forgotten. So, guys, if you're interested in that kind of thing, if you're living in Korea and this story inspires you, come with us to Yangsan. <laughs> <laughs> that's my story. Oh, thank you. Mm. I feel like, like it's lovely, but also it's sad. Really sad. Mm. Yeah, they never saw each other. She never came back to Korea, unless she did. Right, they might just not have ever recorded it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe it was secret because they were both married. And oh yeah, mm. <gasps> that'd be even better. I hope so. They probably. I, I mean, mean, I do, and I don't. <laughs> if they were both married, they you know they probably never wrote to each other. Yeah, I don't know. Did if he, he could even? I was going to say, did he speak English? I don't. But then know. you hear about people know. falling in love with each other, and they never they don't speak each other's languages at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a connection you know yeah yeah and i mean he did he did work for them yeah so there's a chance that he spoke some english and she lived in busan long enough that she probably spoke some Korean. yeah definitely um so i don't know but uh cool thank yeah. you i don't know if that inspires you in any way <laughs> but i just thought it was a nice story yeah good no, to know no, that well, those things it's exist. really it's cool to hear you know it's um well, I always joke. I always say like, oh, you know, I love Chosun. And and then I say, oh, I wish I could live in Chosun. But then I think I've said to you, I'll bet I would be killed yeah. immediately. Yeah. Because they'd be like, who, who this? <laughs> well, why is your... Well, I was in a uh, a spa and a little boy saw my, <laughs> my face. <laughs> and he said, Ma, Mom, why is that lady's face like that? And I understood. And the mom looked at me and knew that I understood. And What's she was like, her face? Oh, what's wrong with her face? And so I just said, oh, like, like, I'm American. Something like that. I'm not weird. Don't worry. Um, so I guess my point is like, I joke about that. Yeah. And then actually, you could, you just couldn't have no. had a life in Korea. No. I mean, even then, even though you were here, they couldn't live with Koreans. They couldn't marry them. And they, right. I mean, I don't think they could. And if they did, it would be social suicide. And Right. Yeah. Just hmm. we're lucky. We are. We are lucky. It'll be interesting to see, like, in 100 years from now, what people will think we were unlucky about. Yeah. Like maybe you'll just be able to become a Korean citizen immediately. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, maybe. you love Korea? Here's your Korean passport. <laughs> Passports won't even exist. They won't. I they know. literally won't. They won't exist. So we'll all be chipped. Ew. I, we will then. I, I, Definitely. I was going to say, I, I bet you, but I, we won't we'll be, be around like a to. world president. Oh, no. I, I don't want that. Probably will happen though. But I mean, for that, no, not in a hundred years. No, not in a hundred years. I was yeah, going to say, true. sorry, in a, in uh, a, that was kind of in a few hundred or when we're thousand years or something. Twenty planets, yeah, be one planet president <laughs> of Earth. Yes, that's a, yes. When we're on different, on we're on different uh, planets. That's a good point. I mean, because for that to happen, there would have to be a humongous war. Mm, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Literally everyone would have to die. Yeah. I like kind of hope we all die before we get to a point that we go on a bunch of other planets. Because we're all, we're just going to kill those planets too. I mean, well, yeah, I was going to say, well, our we're killing our planet. So our planet will probably kill us before we, we're able to find any place Woo! in the universe to live. Go Earth. I'm rooting for you. Okay, this is really depressing. Yeah, I know. Why don't you pick up the mood with your story? Okay. My topic is also... My topic is also... <laughs> Shut up. I'm thinking about how... I'm trying to be more intentional yes. with my words. But actually, when you're more intentional, you tend to go like... You tend to sound awkward. Yeah, that's true. You're, tink- you're tinking too slowly. <laughs> I'm tinking too much. <laughs> you're tinking too much. <laughs> tinker toys. I love to tinker toys. Tinker toys? Never mind. Okay. You? So- <laughs> <laughs> Please, go on. So my topic this week, our word was snacks, right? Snacks. And when I thought about Not snack. Snacks. Snacks. It was snacks. So <laughs> when I thought about snacks, I thought about the phrase, okay, you're going to enjoy this. I think you're going to enjoy this. I thought about the phrase, looking like a snack. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like when I thought of, I did one about like Nicki Minaj. You remember? Yes. <laughs> bees in the trap. Yeah, bees in the trap. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I thought about the phrase, looking like a snack, which comes from, uh, it comes from Black Twitter, actually. The Black community on Twitter. S-N-A-C-C. Right? S-N-A-C-C. That's, I feel like that's the cat version. That's the that's the cats and that's the doggos and snack. That's the snack version. Yeah, okay, looking like a snack, which look, is like looking hot, looking good. Yeah, good enough to eat. You know, mm. just want to eat eat you up. Yeah, yummy. So the earliest known use. I'm just going to give you a little bit of yummy. Oh, I, no, I hate that word. I hate it. The earliest known use of that phrase, looking like a snack, is from t- July 2019, and it was used by. I'm going to give you the the Twitter at it's at beauty mark underscore T T E. Okay. So 2009, little bit of history for you there. Not Korean wow. history, a little bit of little uh, bit of life history. Yeah. Meme history. Okay. Um, and then it got really popular in 2019. So 10 years later, it got really, really wow. popular. She probably had forgotten. She even said it. Yeah, I know. I'm right. Assuming it was a she. Yeah. As a woman. Okay. Um, but that phrase looking like a snack made me think of, um, the song, it's it's like a line in a song by Lizzo. No, I'm not a snack at all. Look, baby, I'm the whole damn meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought about that. And then I was thinking about Lizzo. And Lizzo is one of the biggest plus size. Uh, not biggest plus size. Yeah. But biggest as in most fame. influential, yeah. most famous. That's, yeah, I knew. Um, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus size women out there. Right. Um Today these days yeah um she provides massive amounts of inspiration and um she's she's like a the representation that she brings for mm-hmm. the plus size community mm-hmm. is uh unbeatable yeah, like she okay. yeah she's is... a couple situations or like a bad attitude but we all yeah do, yeah she we? has yeah but also when you get hate from so many people Right. Whatever. I mean, it's all going to come out. Right. What is it that um, I was actually reading? Um, I hate that it was said by him, but Piers Morgan said something about um, when 
Meghan Markle was accused of bullying by palace staff. Mm -hmm. Piers Morgan says, um, I guess when you rattle the cage so much, the cage will eventually rattle back. Right, you know? right, so yeah, exactly. yeah. And that's probably what Lizzo situations. Sure. I've actually not heard of them, but anyway, so I thought about Lizzo and then I thought about the plus size community in Korea. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I've told you about a group that was popular, not popular actually, but came out, debuted when I was in my freshman year of high school, yeah. which was called Piggy Dolls. Oh, it was super, it was basically like saying it was bullying them, but it yeah. was saying like, oh, you can be a K-pop star too, but you could only do it in a fat group, you know? Yeah. Like you can yeah. only be special. You can be a, you, you can't be a K-pop star. You can be a fat K-pop star. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, piggy dolls. Come on. Right. I know. Yeah. Disgusting. It's... And then they made them lose weight. <laughs> so, and then Jake. they weren't popular anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, continue. So Koreans are not known for being plus size. No, hence that movie I talked about a couple weeks ago, where the, oh, the whole plot line yes. of the movie was to not be plus size. Yes, that's true. Because nobody will like you, even if you're nice. Right, exactly. Their beauty standards and clothing stores, even, you know, if you just look at those, it seems like you're not even allowed to be plus size. Mm. And I mean, socially, you're not. Not even on the subway. Or no. the bus. It's no. hard. I mean, I'm not plus size, but I have hips and I yep. like squishing everyone in yep. the seat. <laughs> yep. Koreans also kind of squish each other too a little bit. I mean, they're so small. They're really made for like even a – it's not disappearing, but even Korean people are getting bigger. Yeah. And like even they now can't. Yeah. The yeah. Especially <laughs> in winter. Yeah. With right? the big with puppy the coats. coats on. Uh -huh. <laughs> So you never usually see larger than average, um, and average here is tiny. Mm -hmm. You never see larger than, finger quotes, average women in the media and women who gain any sort of weight or even slightly mm. uh, curvier. I'm not even going to say bigger because they're not bigger. They're just, they're, they're differently shaped, you know. Or slightly, they're famous for being like that. Yeah. Like the woman Marie talked about. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any women who gain any sort of weight or even slightly curvier than their peers are vilified, you know, like, I mean, Hwasa. Well, there's like on the lead member in K-pop, you have a leader of a, of the group and there's a girl from a very popular girl group called twice. And her, yes. name, her name is Jiho. And she was 16 at the time of debut. Yeah. And she was curvy but she was so skinny. Yeah. And like she naturally has bigger, a bigger chest and bigger hips. Yeah. Because even when she's lost weight, she still has a very large chest. Yeah. And people said she was the, she was voted the ugliest girl in K-pop just because she was a little curvier. She is stunningly beautiful. <laughs> Look her up. Uh -huh. Jiho from twice was voted the ugliest girl in K-pop. And you know, it's because of her weight. Yeah. Which wasn't anything in which literally nothing nothing literally nothing i don't think Half the size of me i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like 58 60 kilograms i've never been that slim in my life like literally i've never been that level of slim in my life i have been but i was even as a child ridiculously unhealthy i mean i was basically like anorexic i yeah. had like an eating disorder so there you go yay <laughs> yeah. anyway. and i mean of course koreans carry their weight differently to us and koreans right, put on their weight differently to us you know they put it on and they put it on first in different places there's a lot of skinny fat here yes well yeah um 
Yeah, I like was about to, to quote something from an article I read earlier and then I couldn't remember it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, about Well, it was about the difference between um, being fit and just being skinny. It's skinny, yeah. And big difference. Yeah. Because when so, we go to the spa, the spa, a lot of girls have a belly, but they're super skinny. Yeah. 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 Actually, a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of people here are skinny, but they are, they carry a lot of fat mm-hmm. and they're not fit. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, although that is changing. That is it changing. Is. A lot more women here, especially women here. It's, I, I say that because um, for a long time, women here never, um, they never did like weight exercises right. because they didn't want to get bigger right um but nowadays tattoo. nowadays more more and more women are doing more weight training exercises right. to um to change the shape of their body to be strong pilates you know. yes. yoga yeah yeah yes so you would never see you know well y- you would see them but if you saw larger women and when i say larger it's not it's mm. still small by our standards. Um, they were not looked upon in a positive light. I mean, they're still not. Actually. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, look at CL. Yeah, she's a famous Korean rapper and singer from a girl group called Two Anyone, which is no longer together, mm-hmm. but she's famous now solo. She's a little curvier. Yeah. Oh no, she got she gained. She weight gained. Recently. She gained weight. Yeah, she did gain a lot of she weight, did. but she yeah. was still not even by western my standards size. she was maybe just a little bit above average yeah yeah just like maybe like me mm. right yeah yeah it may be even smaller than me i don't uh, maybe i was thinking a little more than you actually a little more than me yeah i think she's a little more than you yeah really yeah oh okay I so i think the the difference is that see i think in, in, in i was going to say in body i think she was probably a little bit smaller than me mm. but um they, it always looks a lot more drastic because Koreans tend to gain weight in their mm, face first. Yes, so, true. you know, you can, there are some women that you see here who obviously are carrying more weight than yeah. is healthy, uh-huh. but they carry it all in uh-huh. their face and then it gets to their chest mm-hmm. and then their belly, but they've got the tiniest skinny legs. little legs. Men too. Yeah. Yes, Men too. We, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our friends is like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So clothing stores here usually only sell, uh, well, when I say clothing stores, I mean like the road shop stores, like the, the high street available stores. They're not big name brands. They're not like the high street brands like H&M, Forever 21. I'm not talking about those ones, but you know, like the, the cheap, the cheap Mm -hmm. shops, $10 sweaters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they only usually sell free size, which is not free at all. (laughs) No, maybe 20 years ago. Right. It goes up to maybe a UK 12 US eight. Um, and that's at a stretch literally. (laughs) And this is for men too. Yes. Same situation, not yeah. just women. No, it's that's true. That's true. Uh, baggy fit clothing is popular here, especially baggy t-shirts. So people like um, when I when I talk about myself, I'm on the by Western standards, I'm on the lowest, the lower end of plus size. I'm probably like the lowest end of plus size. Um, I, I think people would actually consider me mid size. Um, I wear a UK 14, 16. 
like the numbers matter, but yeah, I, I'm kind of around that size. So people like me can shop in those road shop clothing shops um, in, and buy those baggy t-shirts, but it's not baggy. doesn't fit. It's, you know, it's a tight t-shirt then. Right. Exactly. Mm. You know, if you went by clothing stores, you'd think that plus size people don't even exist in Korea. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. They don't though. I mean, that's what they're saying to you. <laughs> I know. Right. They don't. Was it you? And I if you do, Hongdae? you shouldn't. I think it was you. I was in Hongdae and there's this really beautiful dress store that I've always loved there. It's all, it's just off the main road. It used to be the Hello Kitty Cafe. I think With all the flowers so. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It wasn't, we were in there and you, after about 10 minutes, were like, I really want to go because I think they're going to say something to me about not being able to fit in anything. To me? I think it was you. I was with a friend there and they said like, can we just leave? Because I, I want to leave before they come up to me and say, you can't fit in anything here. Please leave. So we left. I have been there with I you. Think it was I you. didn't. I don't remember saying that. Were we with somebody? Oh, no, maybe it was Sarah. just me and you. You might have been. I might have been with. No, but I wasn't. I was definitely with somebody because I said to that person, no, I think there are dresses here that can fit you, just not everyone. But, but they were like so upset that they were like, no, I just want to get out. It was probably another friend. It wasn't It wasn't of- me because I'm not, uh, I don't tend to say very self-deprecating things like that. That's true. You don't. Um, I'm very As accepting of this. No, right. <laughs> I'm very accepting of the situation that I'm not going to fit in the mm. normal shops here. Mm-hmm. Even when I moved here, when I moved to Korea four years ago and I was. It's not our body. Well, I was what? 14 kilos lighter than I am right. now. I I didn't fit them. Mm-hmm. My chest is too big for them here, mm-hmm. you know, right, for same. anything, for, for all the underwear stores, you know. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. My body is, I, I have a short body actually, um, by wet, by Western standards, by the clothes that are sold in the UK, everything is too long for my torso, but uh, everything is too short for me here because I'm Same. not, I'm not a flat board at well, t- on top. Well, they're much shorter than us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that too. women in a subway cart and I'm five, Four. <laughs> yeah, and me too. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, Maybe you're sixty-three. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sixty-five. Hundred sixty-five. I'm five foot four. I'm just as tall as you, aren't I? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. We're both I must five, be five. I don't know my yeah. centimeters very well. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yes. Um. But like with most of the, so I mean, we've spoken about how it's still an issue in the media uh, that larger women or is slightly larger than what they consider acceptable women are you know they're targeted in the media but like with all of the issues in Korea things are changing very slowly very slowly um Korea so just with a little bit of facts and of course um I just want to preface that I know I know uh, BMI is not accurate, but this is by the OECD um, numbers. So I'm just going to give a little bit of facts. Mm -hmm. Korea actually has a 4% obesity rate and 30% overweight rate. When was that taken? This was, um, this was actually, I think maybe 2017. Yeah. I think it's higher. A lot. It's higher now. Fast food is so 
popular here now. Well, even delivery, not even just fast food, but some of some of the foods. Like okay, when you say fast food, you mean like McDonald's, Loteria, anything unhealthy. I mean, kimbap jjigae is not healthy. No, fast food, no Korean fast food. (laughs) Like anything quick, easy to eat because that's what people eat on the go Uh now. It's just gotten the ramen, the fried chicken, drinking, exactly. You know all of that. Um, yeah, thirty percent of people in Korea, and that was a few years ago. Now, thirty percent of people were overweight, overweight, but the and it is one of the lowest in the OECD. Right. Out of 35 countries, it was number 34 for obesity. Um, was Japan number five, 35? It was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our Japanese are mm. dinner. But even then, Korean obesity is measured even harsher than other countries. So okay. the BMI, if we go by BMI, which, like I said, I know is not accurate, mm-hmm. but if you go by BMI, um, where other countries consider obese to be above 30, mm-hmm. Korea considers you to be obese if you're above 25. Okay. So uh, that kind of doesn't correlate with the point I'm making. I just thought it, it was interesting. It means that it's probably not 30% of the people. No. But right. But actually, by probably not. Standard, yeah, by by Korean now, standards. probably about 30. I, I guess imagine. that proves the point of what they're, they're – their health and image, uh, what's the word I want? Standard. Standard, right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, proves that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so although there are um, supposedly a lot fewer of them than in our countries percentage-wise, we know, obviously it sounds so stupid to say it, we know plus-size people exist. No, they don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yes, they do. But they just are not supported or accommodated for in everyday life like mm-hmm. they are in our home countries yeah like we i say they uh, we i'm i'm considered obese here so yeah. i probably am considered plus size here which i'm so not <laughs> by by their by their bmi rate i'm considered obese in this country ah, mm-hmm. i think my boyfriend is probably too my boyfriend's really not mm-hmm. big at all i'm definitely considered plus size in this country yeah. i don't fit into the normal shops mm. i have to shop but in plus size shops it's okay no one is gonna be rude to you in public. Nobody is gonna like. It's not like you, we're saying all this negative stuff yeah. about the pressures in Korea. Yeah, it is not something that, apart from shopping, is gonna make your life difficult. No, that's like, very true. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry. Yeah, I'm kind of getting <laughs> to the. Listening. I'm getting to the good parts now. Okay. <laughs> so um, even like five or six years ago, it was difficult to find decent plus size clothing outside of outside of just even Itaewon. Um, I remember my friend Brittany used to live in Busan and she she could shop down there, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember her whenever she came up to Seoul, there, there was a, there's a, a women's plus size shop that doesn't exist anymore. Um, it was like MB, MBK, I can't remember exactly. Doesn't matter, but it, it was um, it was on the high street in Itaewon, and I remember her going there. And she also had to buy her shoes in a special place because they don't do bigger they don't size do shoes. Above size five point five or six. Yeah, UK size. So above for size women. eight in women's and US size. Yeah, in women's style shoes. Yeah. So I I I wear a U- US 
10, mm-hmm. uh, UK 8. So I can't buy, I can't buy women's shoes here. Men are okay. Men are totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Three men are tall. Yeah. So I buy, I buy men's shoes. <laughs> I buy trainers. You buy shoes from overseas. Yeah, too. I buy shoes from overseas. That's true. So yeah, even five or six years ago, it was quite difficult to find decent plus size stores outside of um, outside of Ita One, really, unless you were buying, um, you know, unless you like the kind of Ajima style and you want to buy that like loose, shapeless, garish, non fashionable. <laughs> no, right. That's kind of stuff. But nowadays, there are several chains of um, bricks and mortar stores that sell fashionable plus size clothing. Yeah. So two of my favorites are, um, I think they even call it Gongu Uman or Gongu Yoja. I can't remember. But Oh Nine Women and um, Romy's Story is the other one I really like. You can like. shop online for those two. You can shop online for both of those. Yeah, there are even more online. There's another one called um, J-Style. J-Style Evilette is their... Uh, their plus size range. Is this only for women? Not for men? I honestly, I've only looked for women. Okay. I think they do have some men's clothes. But I might be wrong. Mm. Yes. I think, well, 09 Women is only for women. Mm -hmm. So is Romy's Story. But I think J-Style might be a little bit different. Okay. Um, Yes. So uh, just for anyone who's interested and listening, 09 Women goes up to larger sizes so o-line o-line women is the most accommodating that i found size wise um i'm actually in the the very lowest sizes in in that store um sometimes even the the lowest of their plus size items because they do sell free size clothes there as well the lowest of their plus size items are sometimes a little bit big for me mm-hmm. which is to me is, is a really good sign because i'm plus size here mm-hmm. but actually it's too big for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Um, Romy's story, in my opinion, is slightly more fashionable and they have more fitting clothes, but they do also, um, they only go up to maybe one size above me. Okay. So they're less accommodating, but if you're like Western midsize like me, it's still hard to find clothes, even in like H&M. It's yeah. hard for me to shop in H&M here. So going to Romy's story is, is a nice alternative for that. Mm-hmm. So as well as uh, plus size clothing stores, I wanted to introduce a few plus size models that have become a lot more popular here recently. So a few years ago, I actually happened across a woman on Instagram. You know her. Her name's Agatha. She's from Lithuania and she's been living in Korea with her husband for quite a few years now. And I followed her because I saw she was part of a plus size modeling competition for that brand, J-Style. And J-Style have been holding a modeling contest for women uh, who are over a US size 14 and over 160 centimeters tall since 2016. Now, of course, it's, you know, there are plus size women who are under 160 centimeters tall. And there are women who don't wear a size 14 who are taller than that, but they're considered plus size you know, so it's not, uh, fully, fully inclusive, but I think it's, I, I still think for Korea, it's really good. Um, the winner gets a modeling contract with J style and they get some money as well, which is nice. So I've got four or five very popular names of, um, very well-known plus size models here in Korea. Okay. I will share all of their Instagram accounts on our Instagram story so you can find it. I'll also put them on Facebook for people who don't catch the story in time. Mm -hmm. So their names are 
Bang Kyo Hyun, Kim Yu Jin, and um, Pang Uri. They oh and Yom Yun Hae. They are four really significant models to have come out of the competition. I think Bang Kyo Hyun is one of the most recognizable, especially on the J Style brand because uh, she's got that short bleach blonde hair. Right. Have you seen her before? I think so. Yeah, I think you probably have. Mm-hmm. Um, and outside of uh, J Style, there's a woman called Kim Ji Yang, and she's the country's. They, they she's kind of considered the country's first plus size model. Um, she's also been she's been featured in L, so I think that's why they consider her the first one. And there's another woman called John Kayung who's walked in Toronto Fashion Week. She's been on uh, Korean TV shows and she's modeled for various plus size brands. So I, I guess I just wanted to share that, you know, there is this attitude towards people like plus size people in Korea. And uh, as well to point out, I just think it's important to point out that there are different attitudes towards plus size Korean women and plus size foreign women. So I'm a plus size foreign woman, but I don't get nearly half as much or nearly any as much as the, of the criticism that a Korean woman would get if she were my size. Mm. So, so yeah. And I also wanted to share that attitudes are slightly changing and visibility is changing here and accessibility to fashionable clothes and um yeah it's changing i want to recommend one of my favorite plus size korean she's not necessarily a model but she is her name is wanda show uh wanda like the western name you can find her on instagram but she's a 1950s Oh, yes. She does a lot of YouTube videos about um, 1950s, like, you know, uh, rockabilly style in Korea. And it's just impossible to find retro women in Korea. So I was so excited when I found Uh her. Plus, she's plus size. So she gives a lot of great vintage store recommendations and other fashion store recommendations. So Wanda Show. Check her on YouTube. There is so much that could be said about, you know, plus size living here, plus size clothing, you know, attitudes towards plus size people and plus size people in the media. There's so much that could be said about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I went on a bit of a spiel, I think (laughs) today, but yeah, it's, it's something that's kind of close to my heart. So, um, Thanks for sharing with us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Guys, and thanks for sorry sticking along with my ramble. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you are a plus size male listening, please send us a voice message, especially if you are living in Korea. Yeah. Tell us what your experience has been like. Write to us mm-hmm. on Instagram. Let us know what it's like for you living here. That's true. I came at it as a plus size yeah. woman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, same situation applies to men here. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks. Massive boobs and a bit of a belly, but the tiniest little legs.